Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world one by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. Welcome to Expansion Cast, everyone. Uh, today in the studio, I have Nick Gemmel. Uh, Nick is a maybe an ex struggler, maybe he's still struggling, but he is a welder by trade. He's uh, went really deep into uh, some dark places, and um, now I believe he is above the surface being aware and uh, doing some really proactive things to. Uh, transform his life. Welcome, Nick. Hi. Thanks, Roger. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, can you uh, start with maybe your struggle? Like, what what did that look like? I guess the easiest um, or the best way to start um, is, yeah, I met, I met yourself years ago um, when you were building um, one of my welding trucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a rig welder, started in 2006, and um, yeah, and then till 2012. Um, from 2012 until now, I've been an um, inspector on uh, on the pipeline and uh, construction manager for a couple of years. So just been spending a lot of time on the road and away from my kids and my and my wife, the whole family for that matter, and all my friends and. Um, just never realized the effect I, I guess what it was having on me and what it was having on everybody else around me. And um, yeah, just ended up uh, coming to the point where it all came to a head. Wife left, kids don't know me. Um, um, and they've said that, um, or at least my daughter has to my face, which is really hard to take. So, what, so to, what was happening that day that uh, your daughter said that? Well, that was um, that was after, um, uh, yeah, we'll get to all of that, I'm sure. But that was after I came out of rehab and, and started coming back um, for not drugs or alcohol, just for light. I'll put that out there yeah. um, just to figure stuff out. But, um, yeah, I came back after that and, um, and moved closer to where the kids are living now. And... Um, to rebuild that relationship and one day in the car or in the truck that's what she told me so, yeah yeah what was that moment like was there a change in you or no i mean i knew that's well not at that exact moment it was just it was really hard i knew it but it was really hard obviously to hear from your daughter's mouth um but that's a lot of the stuff that I was dealing with, and that's why I knew I needed to go. Um, was rehab the best place to go for me? I still don't know. It was what I chose at the time just to figure out a way forward or a, a, just a pattern disrupt, I guess we could call it. Um, we get into these patterns, and that my pattern was just going to work. And... Um, when I was home, I wouldn't feel connected to anything anymore and didn't want to be around anybody, even though I had a smile on. Everybody knew me that way, but just hiding behind hiding behind that and hiding behind a lot of other things that I was doing as well. Um, but hearing that from my daughter, was it was next level. And it was, yeah, it was super hard to, to hear, obviously. Um, and it was just, I use that now every day to to be better and to try to in different ways to involve them. It's really hard because I don't get to see them much still and um, um, and working on that. But when I do have them, yeah, I put everything into it now. So, so what happened to the, the ego driven Nick that I knew back then? The, yeah, he's still, he's still in there. Um, 
for sure, but I'm aware of it. Um, yeah, it's just the awareness of everything that I'm doing and accountability. So I don't, I was just driven to, um, I've had, you know, I've used this story of, to protect myself. Um, I guess the best way to put it, yeah, just to protect myself. Things happened when I was younger that I perceived in a certain way and I've used that to shut everybody out and prove, try to prove myself. Um, and that's where the ego came from. Um, I still want to move forward and be successful, but it's in a way that it's driven throughout my entire life. So my body being spiritual side, my balance, my relationships and my business, I want it all. And that's never going to change. That's, but before I would just focus on my business and my body. I didn't even know about a spiritual side. I didn't even give a shit. And uh, yeah, I loved everybody, but I just didn't love myself and I didn't even know it. So, so now with putting all of that together and trying to, not trying, but being aware and pushing forward with loving myself every day and practicing, it sounds weird of a pipeliner, right? We're, we're hard as F, right? Mm -hmm. um, that's the persona, but, um, but now with the act of love and kindness, with the meta, it's helping to bring everything together along with still wanting to produce. I want to produce in, in my, all my relationships. I want to, um, I want to be there to produce in my body. I want to compete. Um, still, I'm not quite there yet. Um, back to, I don't know if, yeah, powerlifting or whatever, but I, you know, I want to be in a fight now <laughs> in the ring, um, that sort of thing. I want to produce. And in my relationships, I want those to be solid and not just let one thing drive my life. And that's the way I ran for, for over a decade now. Yeah. So Nick, um, how do you feel about diving into some of that stuff that, you know, changed you that, yeah, you know, the, the vulnerable stuff. It, yeah, and saying it out loud and dealing with it, like some people have big trauma, they have deaths in their family, they've been around uh, suicide or they've had family abuse, all of that stuff. For me, it was, I just had family, or sorry, I had good friends leave and they just, and they went religious. It sounds really trivial. And again, saying it out loud and thinking about it as I'm saying, but all I had was my best friends leave when I was, when I was a teenager, when I got into middle school or sorry, um, between middle school and, um, and high school. But that, those are the people that, um, I had a connection with. And those are the people that, um, um, and not knowing about how all of that stuff works, but life is about connection. And I, those are the people that I, that I was around all the time. Those are the people that I shared everything with. Those are the people that I loved. And then they went religious and I didn't want to put in the effort to follow, but that wasn't my story. My story was they left. And you see the, and doing when I was in re, rehab in Thailand, writing out a, um, um, writing out a timeline of events of my life that I can recall. And that, um, had a significant, that I felt had a significant um, uh, way in my life was you seen the decline after that. Like I just wanted everyone to see me and I didn't even know it. I didn't know why. So that's why I chose every, you know, that's why I chose to be an umpire. You know, I was umpiring college kids when I was still in high school. How intimidating is that? Right. I just, you know, I was always driven to, to want to be better, but it, you just see the decline of just wanting to be to that next level so, every time. And yeah. the whole background of it now after dealing with everything was I just wanted to be seen. I just wanted people to see me because I just wanted to shut everybody out and just see me. This is me. Screw you. You know what and, it sounds, sounds like to me, it sounds like uh, uh, little Nick was a pretty emotional young guy um, yeah. with a big heart. And yeah. when his buddies left and he became, he started feeling abandoned and, yeah. you know, 
I think that weakness came out and that, that child started to fall apart and and Nick was like, Well, I gotta be tough. I you know, that's the yeah. persona I need to grasp and everything you've been doing for your whole life has been to to, to hang on to that tough side. Yeah. And, you know, even in choosing your career and everything, it was just to uh, promote that illusion of Nick's a tough fucker. Yeah, no, 100%. I just, little Nick was hiding behind what big Nick was, was covering. And, and now, now I just want to see me. I want to see little Nick. I want to hold his little bastard hand and I want to take him through the rest of his life. And I just want him to see. And again, yeah, it's really hard to say. Like, we don't, you know, coming from my industry and all this stuff, like the persona, but it is it is what it is, right? Like, without dealing with all of that, I would have just carried on the rest of my life as, you know, and it just, at some point, if my wife didn't leave at the time that she left, if, um, if all of that didn't come to a head where it did, I would still be carrying on that way. And at some point it would have deteriorated and something major would have happened. Yeah. Like after she left and I didn't even see it then, right. Um, it took about another uh, nine months. And then I started seeing a therapist and actually starting to process feelings and all of that stuff um, is when it went dark for me because I didn't, just shoving all of that those feelings down to my big toe basically is what I was doing and now having to release them in a positive way with a therapist right but not knowing how to process that stuff um I still don't know if I would would have ever done it but the thoughts of ending it all were definitely there um but you know, and they were there for a long time. I just didn't know it. And that's what the scary part was. And that, that eye-opening effect of letting out, letting that stuff out and then having to, yeah, not knowing how to deal with it and having to figure that out. And that's when I chose to go to, um, go to Thailand. So, so you're, you're, um, so you spend a lot of time in survival and what, but what was the moment? Like, what was the moment that you, you know, was it when your wife left you and you're like, holy shit, like something's wrong with me? Or what was it? What was the one moment that cracked you open and made you see the light? Well, I did the exact same thing to another girl that I was seeing after, after that happened with my wife, right? And I just, you know because I never dealt with why the separation happened. I never dealt with the feelings. I never dealt with what, you know, looked into why it happened. It's we're men and we just, it's not us, you know, even though she's telling me to go, you know, you need to go see someone, you know, you know, well, the relationship stuff, like, yeah, we needed to see someone together for sure. But I wasn't going to go see somebody by myself. Screw that. This is, your, this, this is your wife asking you? This is your yeah. wife asking you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, you need to go see someone. You need to go do this, right? But when someone's telling you that stuff and they're pointing your finger in your face, what are you going to do? You're going to fight back. But that's what we as men do most of the time without being pushed to that point. So you get pushed to that point and you just, no, it's not me. So, yeah, and then coming back and then realizing that that wasn't my family, right? Or that wasn't my wife when I came back from work. Cause I, I worked, I went to work from August until end of February. So that's a long time with three days off plus a few days at Christmas, right? Um, just add that up and just see how disconnected you are from the world, right? All you do is get up, go to work, go do something for an hour or so after work, go to bed, get up, mm-hmm. go to work and do it all over again. And that's what most people do, but they have people around them, right? We're just up in a, you know, up in a camp in Northern Alberta usually and having to deal with all this stuff on our own. Um, but you don't want to tell anybody. So, so I just wonder for a moment, uh, in, in your courses and your retreats and stuff, um, when they 
talk to you about accountability. Do they bring it up that um, when you're in conversation that you use you a lot? Like you reference outside of yourself for events that actually happened to you? Uh, no, was I just doing that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, bring, uh, changing the you to I uh, so, makes a huge difference. It did for me anyway. Hmm. Yeah. I think you need to give me an example or else I'm going to have to listen to this later, <laughs> which I will. Yeah. Look, when you do it again, I'm going to, uh, okay. I'm going to call you out right away. Sweet. So, yeah, you had these moments happen. The divorce happened. The wife had been asking you to uh, see a counselor, psychologist, or whatever, and you're like, eh, why would I do that? You know, everything's fine and secure in my world. Mm-hmm. Um, my illusion is still carrying on as it was. And then, uh, and then she leaves you, and now then the new girlfriend, everything's identical. It's like a mirror of your ex-wife, is it? Yeah, yeah. Not so, no, not so much the relationship that was different, but it was the way, you know, I finally looked inside a little bit and saw the same trends and same feelings. Like things just weren't right inside me when I came back from work, for one, because that happens all the time. Just that transition period of when you do arrive home again, when you and, do yeah. see, when you do arrive home again, yeah. So you yeah. meant oh, you meant to say when I, I arrive. I guess I say maybe now that you say that, maybe I say that in a way, um, referencing like what I do for a living, because uh, us pipeliners <laughs> are, and people that work away, it's now my passion. So maybe a little bit that way, but at the same time, maybe I'm still hiding. Um, I get what you're saying now, but I think that has a lot to do with it. That's when I say that I'm trying to just let people know that it's not just that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like you, and you proved it yourself in a few moments ago when you said, when somebody, when somebody says to you, you need help, you know, that it it doesn't work. Yeah, but, but if they true. can hear your rawness through using, yeah. I did this and I felt this way, you know, I was a pipeliner, you know, when I went home, I was still empty, mm-hmm. you know, then all of a sudden they're like, wow, man, that's exactly how I fucking feel, Yeah, you know, and, and you don't have to be pointing a finger at somebody to say, this is how you're going to feel, you know, <laughs> wake up. No, no, it's a good point. Yeah. I will, and I just worked on an exercise this morning on what I believe to be um, before and what I good and bad, right? So it yeah. was all I statements. And it's, yeah. And then I go an hour later and I do that. So <laughs> there you go. Divine timing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was just all those feelings that I had. And, um, and I knew, yeah, and then I just, I freaked out, right? Um, and uh, it ended badly. And um, that's when I sought out, um, sought out help to try to get, well, for one, to get my ex to buy into couples counseling. But at the same time, I knew that I needed to deal with why this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, really scary place to go, and and us men don't. That's not what we do. So, so that's what I had to do. And in that in that moment is when, yeah, it was like the second session in. I just I knew that I had to go go away, and um, just a huge pattern disrupt because it was just the same thing every day. The same thing. It's like, oh my god! And then, okay, I could have went to a treatment center here, and I was going to go in Victoria to, to Cedars, well-known place, and it was super awesome. Um, but it wasn't for me. I needed that spiritual side to be opened up, and um, and that's where Thailand came in. So, a lot of um, mindfulness, which I had no idea anything about, didn't know it existed, didn't know. 
uh, meditation, always made uh, fun of it, always, um, yeah, if you told me you're meditating, I laughed in your face. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I dealt with that stuff. So are you doing any yoga now? Uh, I did for a little bit. I need to get back into it once I get into um, more of a, a work routine. I'm all over the place now, but um, everyday meditation and every uh, 20 minutes a day and back to, well, back to using meta again, um, which I find is a huge difference. Um, What's meta? Just, just the love and kindness. Um, just pushing out or, or gaining love or feeling love for yourself first and then pushing it out into different areas. So someone you're in conflict with, someone you love, um, somebody that you don't even know. And you can add one more in if you really want to, um, to somebody that was on this world before. So it's, uh, yeah, you just feel different. Where before I was just using, um, because I have a very overactive brain, I was just using meditation just to shut it off. Um, and just acknowledging that a thought was there and just letting it go. Um, once I was able to do that, it was another game changer within me because I was able to calm down. And when I could calm down is when I was actually able to gain clarity on what I actually wanted. So now, yeah, going back between the two, just shutting it off completely and then and then the love and kindness. So pushing it out, I push it out to, um, I feel it's a way for me to, um, even when I'm not around my kids, just to let them know that I'm there. And uh, seems to be, I think it's working. So I'm just going to keep rolling with that. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great, a great place to start too. Um, mindfulness and meditation. Um, when I started doing meditation, um, you know, I was taught to do the old uh, sit down and in a pose and uh, clear my mind. Mm -hmm. And I had a really hard time with that um, at first, but then I got into it and, you know, I could clear my mind and then a thought would come in and, you know, instead of judging it, I just watched it go by and accepted it. And, uh, and then I moved into active meditation. So that's kind of the general um, flow. We start with a seated posture meditation and then we work into where we can walk around and do our jobs and stuff and have moments of like 10 minutes, take 10 minutes a day and do meditation while you're doing your job. Mm -hmm. It makes a huge difference. Um, I'll give you an example. I've been doing uh, surrender, the surrender experiment now just about a year. And um, so go way beyond that. When I was 17, 18, I, I got a job for a farmer and uh, he gave me a couple gallons of paint and he said, here, paint that, you know, paint the house, you know, repaint the house. So I go out there and I'm like all by myself and I'm like, my mental chatter was like insane of all the reasons I didn't want to be here doing this job. So you know, the, the strangest thing is I quit and walked away right away. Like, well, within a few hours, right? You know, I did a little bit of work and stuff, but my mental chatter was so loud when I was by myself doing that. And I walked away from it. So fast forward all the way to actually a couple weeks ago. So a friend of mine who reached out had a construction company and he closed it down and went into another line of work. And he still has the odd customer that reaches out to him for some work. So my friend phones or texts me and says, can you uh, do some painting on this guy's house? <laughs> and I'm in surrender, so I'm like, yep, yeah, I can do it. So I go to this guy's house, and it was like it was like I was merging these two time frames. Here I am outside his house, and, and all of a sudden my mental chatter is like going off the charts, and it's a bit triggering. And so I stood back, and I closed my eyes, and... I said, what's really going on? Like, what's happening? So I, I, I dove into it, and I'm like, oh, I re was reminded of those that earlier moment, right? Uh -huh. And I said, yeah, well, this is a great opportunity for me to 
be an active meditation. And I, so I went through the rest of the job and I actually loved doing it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, at the end of it, there was a little piece of me that says, if only I'd known about meditation when I was young. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I wish I did. But at the same time, what you're describing is how um, in this new, um, this new group that I'm working with, uh, this Men of Iron group, um, we deal with um, how we de deal with our triggers and our stories is a cognitive way, um, behavioral way, right? So every day we sit down and it's, I mean, you can do it in about eight minutes if you wanted, but doing this process is true. Um, it, you know, it's at least 40, 45 minutes to go through this. So, and these are high performing dudes that, um, you know, run multi-million dollar companies. Some of them, some of them are healthcare practitioners. Like these are busy people and they're having to sit down and do this. And it's just a, a series of questions that you start with your trigger, what the actual story is, or sorry, what you feel the story is at this time that's triggering you, what the facts are, because we only deal in facts. We don't deal in um, anything else. What the facts are, what the feelings are because of those facts, and then wrap it around to a me version of, of that story, then an opposite version of that story, and then the desire, and you pick which one that you want and why and come up with a positive affirmation. So in that process, it's slowing your brain down. So you could use it as a form of meditation. Um, so sometimes now when I get <laughs> just triggered and pissed off and want to hate the world and whatever, and, uh, and just the typing of it will slow my brain down. And I just, it's amazing. So it's a lot like you're, you're active. Um, it's just, in, to me, it's just a, in a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can do that same now, uh, what you were doing. I was just, um, when something, when I'm doing something where I shouldn't be thinking about anything and then something shitty comes into my brain and it runs on that loop <laughs> yeah. and it just around and around and around doesn't happen too often anymore. Um, because of all of this work and, and especially all, all the tie to the meditation for sure. Um, running on the loop. Now, you know, different ways of um, labeling, of labeling the thoughts really helps. And then sitting, and I found um, just sitting or stopping what I'm doing, sitting, and then just picking out 10 sounds. It's really hard to do when you're in the middle of, uh, in the city, it's not so hard. Um, but try doing this. I was trying to do this um, in the jungle of, um, in Thailand. There's not that many sounds, so it takes quite a while. So sit there and just really be cognizant about what you hear. Because, you you know, if you hear a bird, you hear three different birds, that's still just a bird, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but in that moment of just letting things happen the way they were going to happen and, and then and count them and address what they were, then I, then that loop tended to go away. So just different ways. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. Where before you would just deal with it and call people the C word and tell people to fuck off and right. Like yeah. why it doesn't have to be that way. It's not, you're just, you, you want, you know, the way that I saw that story or what that trigger was, it wasn't even the actual story. Right. Like, yeah. And that's until I get, until people get past that, until I got past that, then it's like, okay, now we can actually deal with what the actual problem is. Yeah. So what's, what's, what's the last big trigger you had? Um, well, oh yeah. Like the one yesterday um, that I had to work through was just me not producing fast enough. Um, like all of us, we want everything right now. Um, that's fine, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, some, of, some of us so, are that way. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, and so this is just me, and I. So I want my relationship with my kids to be right now. 
Um, I don't want to waste any more time. I don't want anything. I want my business to go in a different direction than it has been, and I want it now. Is that going to happen without laying a foundation? No, right? I've gone this long with my daughter's 14. I've gone this long acting a certain way. Is she going to perceive me in a different light right now? No. Is my business going to take off in a different direction because I have been operating in a certain way? No. So working through those triggers and those, the, those questions, my positive or my revelation yesterday to these questions was one step, one breath. It took me 40 minutes to get to that point. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I've been acting a certain way in all areas of my life for so long that, and like all of us, that's the story and the stories behind it drove that. And now it's, it's not going to change overnight. And people are going to push you back. They, good or bad, they know you as, they know me as Nick or however they see me. That's the story that they have about me, right? Mm -hmm. That's where they want me to be. Mm -hmm. And it's just like anyone who wants to change, right? They, and they'll try to pull you back. So but, that's another huge trigger of mine right now is um, people that don't want to see me for what it is. And they don't have to. So that's for me to deal with, right? How, you know, how you looking at me on the screen right now, it does not, uh, it doesn't affect how I feel. How sure. you see me does not affect me how I feel. What, what, if, I, what if I tell you how I see you? Yeah. Let's, let's, try, let's try it. Let's try it. Exactly. See how it works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Nick, um, I met you I probably like what seven years ago eight years ago yeah and when I met you um, the person I met was a caring genuine uh, person with a big heart um, with a drive towards perfection and in that drive towards perfection um, there was what I felt um, uh, was escapism, like you were escaping, trying to escape um, your kindness, trying to escape your gentleness. And I remember wondering to myself in those days, I mean, I loved building that truck with you. I still think that was like the nicest welding truck I've ever seen. And my ego was up there too. And... Um, yeah, but I, you know, after getting to know you, I wondered what your relationship is really like, because I was like, mm -hmm. how can, who can, who can have a relationship with Nick? Because he's kind of, he's kind of avoidant. He's avoidant with his emotions and stuff, but he's really has a big heart. It's, it's just a weird shift that was happening for you. That's what I've seen. No, hundred percent. And looking back, that's exactly what it was. Um, and that's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And even hearing it now, it's hard to hear, right? And that's what I don't, you know, and that's what I'm working on is, is you know, so, even when somebody wants to give you or give you um, praise. Give you praise. Give you praise. Give <laughs> me praise. Especially when people want to give me praise, I don't want to receive. Um, cause I don't see myself that way. Like I see myself as a bad motherfucker that always gave to people, but that was exactly it. I was avoiding why that shit, why I needed to feel that way and why I needed to act a certain way. And it's, yeah, it's really hard, you know, especially looking back now, like all the signs were there, all of this. And, um, but nobody in my circle wanted to tell me any anything, right? And um, so now working with this group, um, even though we're all, you know, we're just, we're in it for ourselves, but actual or having, how to put it, connection with a purpose, with like-minded people, 
which I've never had, it's just, it's game changer. So all of these, all of these people that I'm running with now, they want, they want it all. They want a relationship with their, with their wife, with their kids or their future wife or their future kids. Some of them don't have that yet. And, um, they want a relationship with their spiritual side because they've seen how important it is now. And they want a relationship um, with their body um, that they never had. Because if you don't have your body, if your body's falling apart, you don't have anything else. It starts there. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it's hard for me to hear that because that's what I used to drive for so long was just my body and driving perfection in that way. Um, but it's true. If I don't eat properly, if I don't do some exercise and if I'm bedridden, well, none of this other stuff is going to produce. And then in my business. So if I have those other three things, my business is going to survive and it's going to prosper. Then I'm going to produce because I feel good in those other three areas. So it's really, yeah, where you just think, okay, if I just put more hours in at the office, if I just put more hours, um, on the computer. If I put more hours into this, it's going to produce. Well, you leave all this other shit behind and it just all, if you, if you don't have one of the, the other, those four things, we call it a four dimensional life. Mm-hmm. Um, then it all falls apart. And there's other ways to go about this, but this is what I found from myself to be the, the best way forward. Yeah. You know, like I, I reviewed the program you, you um, jumped into there and uh-huh. I found it I found it interesting because uh, I could see how it would uh, invite you you know in the yeah. in the space that you were living in I could see how it was inviting you and I thought that was beautiful that like I would never take that course because you know I'm not in a space that I feel inviting for me yeah. mind you I can't say that maybe one day I would but yeah. I mean who really knows but I could see how from your your space that you're living in how it was so inviting for you mm-hmm. yeah because it's a tough yeah. guy thing it's it, it, it like played on your ego you know yeah. it, it was all there yeah but once you delve into it and once you get into it it has nothing to do with ego because it's it just the way that it breaks you down yeah and makes you look at where the true story is yeah so, yeah, that's the uh, ironic part about the whole deal. Yeah, it, it's like it takes you, it tears away your ego and then leaves you in a space where you're at a warriorship with self-love. Yeah. You know, that's that's your warrior is self-love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's pretty amazing um, to see, right? Um, and that, but the, the true um, message is it, it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be that program. It doesn't have to be the program that you're running for your clients. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be anything. It has to be what you need for you. Yeah. And you're not, everybody's different, obviously. And we, like we just talked about, but that's the story that I'm trying to get out now um, uh, to people, especially in my space, um, in, uh, in the oil field and just anyone who works away from home for that matter, is that it, you're just not alone. And that's what we find with all of these guys. Um, you know, like I say, most of them are healthcare practitioners and, and such. They're home every night. They, they don't have that. But one guy didn't even want to sleep at his house for three months, right? Starting a new practice, doing all that. If I put more time in at, at work, it's all going to be good. Um, but then disconnected from the wife, disconnected from the kids and didn't know how to go home. So now you take that element, that same element that they had of wanting to produce for their children and for his wife. That's all, that's where it started, right? Mm -hmm. But now you take that element away of being gone for months at a time. How do you expect to remake or have that connection, right? How are your kids? Your kids don't even know you anymore. Your wife doesn't even know you, even though you might, you know, there's these sorts of things now, the Zoom, the FaceTime, all that stuff. It's not the same. The physical connection is not the same. Mm-hmm. And it takes time to get that back. So we're going to still continue to do this work. And we're still going to continue to do, um, to be gone and work these shifts. 
because that's how we know how to make money. It's just a matter of, you know, for most people, once they know that they're not feeling alone and not alone in those feelings, then they can deal with them, right? They can talk to their spouse about them. But, and that's, that's where I want to get to um, with this whole deal now and not hide behind it mm-hmm. um, because it's not talked about in our industry, right? And that's, it's really important to me now because nobody, you know, we joke in that we joke about it in our space that uh, yeah, you're not a pipeliner unless you're on your third wife. That's another saying, right? So mm-hmm. it just doesn't have to be that way in my mind. So, so you guys joke like, about it, but it's really the truth, isn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. The truth, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. The truth. And, um, and that's, and that's my drive now. Um, does it have to be me? It, no, but, I just feel, I don't know, I'm just giving into the higher power um, aspect of life, which I never thought, and I thought it was total bullshit before. I'm not religious, I'm not spiritual, getting there on that, like we talked, but um, as a rule, no. And now, when I was in Thailand, and that's how I reached out to my buddy and found that program, I lived with that dude over 20 years ago. I was 20 years old when I started, yeah, 20, it's been 20 years. I was 20 when I moved in with him mm-hmm. and um, went from just on how the progression works, right? 20 years ago, I lived with that guy. Four months ago, found him while I was in Thailand, again, on social media. And, uh, and now we're talking about going into business together to help other people where... <laughs> All we wanted to do was get messed up and uh, and run around town. That's what we did. When so it's just crazy how just giving into because obviously something wanted us to come back together at this time, right? And something is driving us to be there. So is it God? No idea. Is it something bigger than us? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I've finally given into that. Yeah. And. Uh, it's really cool to actually admit that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I find that uh, at that point, um, well, I guess I'll ask you, where are you with surrender? Like surrendering to that, whatever comes into you, those requests. Yeah, 100%. And that's and that's how I'm running my whole life now is, is just those opportunities when they present themselves. And where I would just not even, for one, they wouldn't, I don't feel if you're ready to accept them, they won't come into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do, they'll be for a brief moment and you'll just brush it off. Um, but now with having an open heart and, and feeling that, and, or I should say inviting that into my life, more opportunities are coming in. So yeah, can't really talk about it now, but yeah, just other business ideas that aren't anything oil field related. Mm-hmm. are coming into my life um and that's part of what's triggering me too like going back to the triggers it's just okay i want this now because what i was doing was not working for me um am i going to keep doing it yes for now but i'm trying to i'm just letting this stuff into my life and trying to run with it yeah you know like um this podcast for me is a surrender mm-hmm. and it's it's a bit uh, at times I'm like, oh, I want to make money at this right away. Like, like, and you know, but there's a part of me that's just like, this is surrender. This is surrender. It's going to be how it's supposed to be. And, you know, and you know, I'm, I still have a roof over my head. It's still I'm feeding myself. Um, I'm starting to learn things about how to market, how to, you know, do the audio properly you know, I'm learning so much right now. Um, I feel like I'm in school, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but it's that cool place of expansion, right? Yeah. Where before it would just be, okay, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to go, you know, do something with the kids and we're going to do this. And it's the same thing over and over and over. But now it's this new mindset that I have this expansion and that's why things aren't happening fast enough for me. And I have to slow myself down but in a positive way and that's the cool part is just that feeling on fire 
right? So when you learn something and then you teach something, and I feel maybe that's why you like to do the podcast, um, is it's a lot of it is for you <laughs> to move forward in your life, right? Like you're just teaching, so you're learning something and you want to get it out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's helping enforce it inside yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I do now in my business. So if I learn something every day in my business, um, you know, whether it's on social media, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on whatever format, I try to teach it to somebody in my space mm-hmm. um, that needs to know. And same with the being, right? Teaching. Yeah. Right? Um, with the spiritual, if I've learned something, oh, cool, I'll put it out on social media. I don't care if there's a response. I really don't. But it's in that space when you don't think anyone's listening. And just like last night, you get a text saying, oh, I'd like to share this because, um, yeah, you're really hitting with, hitting home with me and I appreciate it. Can you please keep it up? When you don't even think anybody's listening. Mm-hmm. But in for me, it's I don't even care if anybody listens. <laughs> I don't care if anybody even looks at it. Mm-hmm. It's reinforcing what I am trying to do for me. Mm-hmm. And the cool part about it is it is helping others in some way, somehow. And then it's helping to feed me, right? Like I finally, after 40 years, I sat down and figured out what my values were yesterday. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right like 40 freaking years yeah right it t- it took a long time to do that um but now now that i know how why i burnt my life to the ground and why i felt so disconnected is because i was outside of my value system right so uh fight or flight my fight was and this is for everybody and it i can say everybody right is that feeling and that's where the ego comes from right is I'm better than, or on the isolation and sedation side, I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. In between those two is the truth, and that's where your values are. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I had no idea. And now looking at it and actually sitting down, so knowing what my values are now, I can see over the last 10 years where I wasn't, you know, I was in the I'm better than, where the ego came from, from myself and how I self-defeated myself there. Mm-hmm. And same with, I'm not good enough. And that's why I ran away from a lot of opportunities and a lot of stuff that I should have done with expansion. I, sh- I, I didn't feel I was good enough. Why would I do more training? Why would I, you know, and made bullshit stories why I would do that. But in the middle, it was, the, was my values and my truth. Mm-hmm. So now trying to operate in that area, in the middle of those two is where I want to live. We're, and we're all going to run at 100%. I'm going to want to go back to I'm not good enough. And I'm going to want to sedate and you won't hear from me for a year. And all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, my God. So it's the natural pull. Happened, right? Then you'll see another train wreck. Yeah. And that's and seeing patterns in other people now, once I start looking at this and start doing research, like with cognitive behavioral therapy and all that other stuff, which I'm delving into, um, you see the patterns in other people. And, you know, and it's really hard to talk to some people sometimes once you start thinking that way. It's mm-hmm. like the matrix with the red pill and the blue pill, right? Or Yeah, you've taken the red pill. Right? And, you know, so some people don't want to hear that because they like living where, where they want because it's safe, right? So now I live my life in, uh, in the fact of it, uh, in the land of being uncomfortable. Because if I'm uncomfortable, that means I'm expanding in my mind. Absolutely, and I totally agree with that, and I wouldn't live anywhere else. Yeah. Once you're, once you're, once you've taken that pill, there's no, there's no going back. Yeah, and uh, and so, no. So now it's just putting it all together, and um, and having an empire for my kids, because that's where I'm living now. It's just everything. It's for me, but if I'm the best that I can be, and this is sounds cliche, but once you start running into it, it's totally that way if i'm not the best version of me and not doing what i want to do every day to make me feel on fire no one else is going to feel any love for me no one else is going to feel anything for me and i'm not going to be able to give them what they need so it it all starts inside and it's not the going and playing golf for four hours if that's what puts you on fire that's great but it's how you react after that 
right? After that round of golf or after that motorcycle ride that he did in the morning, right? It's how I treat everybody after the fact. And that's not where I was living because that was outside my balance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so on fire, is that, do you mean inspired? Is that what you're... Yeah, yeah. So just something that, that turns my crank. Yeah. Um, so if it doesn't fulfill me, I'm not going to want to go do it. If I have a date um, planned with my kids or a new partner or something and I don't feel on fire, and if it doesn't fulfill me, how am I going to be present in that moment for them, if that makes sense? Yeah, well, yeah, it sure does. Yeah, If you're not inspired and not uh, moving in your divine truth, uh, you're not being authentic with anybody around you. Yeah, 100%. And then they'll see right through you. If I'm not real... And if I'm not raw to anybody, and this is the way I speak to everybody now, and it may, you know, and if it hurts me, it hurts um, to business partners, to relationships, to anything. Um, if they can't accept that, then, yeah, it's it's on them. And that goes back to, you know, not being able to, you're going to, you're going to feel how you're going to feel. Yeah. And what somebody else is doing should not affect it. You know, sure. the, the beautiful thing about it is, is that once you start doing that, it, it does start triggering other people, and it's, but it starts sorting out your life. It starts bringing in the people that can also support your inspiration and help you move ahead. And the people that no longer support that, they're not, a, they're not in there anymore. You know, the whole group of everything that's surrounding you after you start moving in your truth and being authentic, it, it'll, it'll compl it's like taking a snow globe and shaking it and and things just start to separate and come in differently yeah, yeah to where they're supposed to be and it's yeah and uh, it's it's really crazy yeah it takes a lot of courage it does for sure yeah. um but you know but you have to be honest like if and that this happens with most people and especially with me it was not working how i was operating but I could have totally kept on that same path and the path of destruction would have just kept following. Yeah. Um, and I would have went through life not feeling anything and feeling me. Yeah. So yeah. this pattern disrupt in my life had to happen or else if I didn't listen to it, and that's the thing, right? With, you know, my therapist when I was in Thailand, that's how he put it, right? So there's a bunch of pebbles. <laughs> we'll start with pebbles. <laughs> the higher power just starts our own pebbles. And you'll be like, fuck off, that doesn't hurt, that's nothing. And you just keep doing, that wasn't enough pain. Okay, a little bit bigger. Uh, no, that's okay, I'm okay with that. A little bit bigger, ah, that's not so bad. Ooh, that kind of helps. Ah, I'll just keep going. And then this big, massive boulder just crushes you. <laughs> and that's, that's what happened to me, because all the signs were there, right? Yeah. And it was just, didn't want to operate in that, in that system. So now it's just putting everything together. Um, and yeah, the, the land of expansion is where I want to live, right? So it, you know, when I do have, um, you know, I only have a few hours with the kids on Sundays, I'm going to plan the shit out of that and I'm going to be present for that entire time. Mm -hmm. If I have a date um, planned out every week um, is how we're trying to operate with a new partner, then I'm going to plan it and I'm going to execute it and it's, not just show up because if i just show up and say hey do you want to go for dinner yeah okay well, where do you want to go and it goes back and forth back and forth you're both going to be on your phone sitting at the table wondering what you're even doing there and it's the same with the kids mm -hmm. if you're not there and if i don't feel like i want to be there and fulfilled well then it's going to be a train wreck and it's going to be the same patterns that it was over and over again and then you're going to get the same results of a shit relationship and then a you know that you created because mm -hmm. you can only control you so i created that space i created that space with my kids i created that space with my wife yeah but you know at one time that space was so fucking safe yeah 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 100 percent. you didn't have to yeah. see you didn't have to see nick 1.0 or whatever yeah i call it 2.0 but yeah well i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna say nick 1.0 was when you were a child and you were aware at one point and then mm -hmm. Nick 2.0 was the one who is completely fucking avoidant. And right now you're Nick 3.0. Yeah. 
That's a good way. I like that one. I like that. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what are you doing? Like you say you're open to supporting people. How can somebody get a hold of you if they got questions? Uh, right now, just on my um, my Facebook, and I opened up my uh, Instagram now at Choppa Maniac. Um, What's it called? Choppa Maniac. C H O P P A M A N I A C. But Facebook is usually where I live now, um, and uh, we got some cool things that are going to be happening here soon um, in that space. Um, going to create a closed group here um, for people to come and and yeah if any of this resonates with people and um and into that space yeah if the, if the struggle resonates with somebody uh, it's definitely yeah. a, a handout to say there's a safe space with nick and you can yeah and that's that's my whole thing with all of this stuff is it's um like the experts that are out there they haven't lived it and they're just reading off a book right the stuff like yourself and um, the people that um, that are mentoring me and bringing me through this journey, they've all been through it. They've all burned their stuff down. They've all been they've in the process of building it up or have built it up and are maintaining that with with these daily habits and with um, the accountability. Yeah. And it's yeah, and it's not like I say, it's not for everyone, but if if all it takes is one conversation and then it points you in the right direction where you need to go, that's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not selling nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just me. I'm just me and willing to talk to anybody that wants to listen. Yeah. And just, and it's not teaching. It's just, this is what I'm doing. And if you and just want to... cool part about it, right? Yeah, and if you just want a big hug from Nick, he'll be there too. Yeah, I love hugs now. What yeah. would it be like today walking into a camp and seeing like a brother walking up, you know, in the middle of a whole bunch of people and giving them a big long hug and saying, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And uh, going along with that, there is a, a, a camp in Fort McMurray that I know that they started doing something similar to that in a room, like once a week, like a, which is crazy. So that's where this stuff is going, right? You just trying to get people to buy in is the next step. Right. Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of men talking in a room, telling them, you know, their struggle for the week. Like, this is what triggered me. This is what's going on. My wife's screwing some other guy or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. along those lines, anything. My kids aren't talking to me. Well, they can just talk to some random dude just like, you know, just like we have for, for the past uh, almost hour, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just getting it off their chest. And it's not with a therapist. It's not with anything. It's just getting it off their chest, knowing that somebody's there going through the same struggle. And then it makes them feel better. And some people, that's all they need, right? Then you can go back to living the life that you were with knowing that you're not the only one. And mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's all it is. Yeah, just a, just a good uh, feeling of community. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just that connection. Meaningful, well, I'll come back to meaningful connection. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that stuff before. And now that I've seen it, now that I see how it works, it's amazing. Yeah, I think you were making the odd meaningful connection before, but uh, you just weren't aware of that you were doing it. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, hey, Matt, thank you for being on the call. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate you, and I'm, I like to watch uh, how you're transforming now. I know I've been on the transformation journey for, ooh, uh, probably like eight, nine years, and I know I got to a point... About three years ago, two, three years ago, I was going to, still going, I was kind of a transformational junkie going to all these things. And uh, I was really at a point where I was like, I feel like the calling is to share. It was more about, it was more about, uh, instead of taking it in anymore, it was more about giving it out Mm -hmm. uh, and speaking. And that was probably one of my biggest fears was in in public speaking and stuff like that and dropping into uh, surrender last year, the first things that started popping up was like public speaking, you know, things like this. And then, then this started popping up. So yeah, it's, um, it's a beautiful space to be. And um, that's why I'm doing it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. just doing no, it to expand that part awesome. of me. Yeah. No, I love it. I love everything about it. Cool. 
Thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Yeah. We'll talk. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Bye. This podcast is Expansion Cast. Thank you for listening.